So this week's parsha is Parshas Yisrael. And Yisrael, the father-in-law of Meshra Avenu, he comes to, uh, to meet Meshra Avenu, to meet Klai Yisrael, after he's heard about uh, all the Nisan that took place in Mitzrayim, and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and the Melchemes Amalek. And he comes, and the next day he sees Meshra Avenu judging all the people. And they're all coming to him. He's like the only judge. And there are lines and lines of people that want to know the halacha about this and about that. And two people that are fighting over money. And, and it's only Meish Rabbeinu that's really adjudicating anything. And Yisrael looks at this and then he tells his son-in-law, Meish Rabbeinu, So this is not good. It's not good what you're doing. Novel Tibal, you're going to wear yourself out. Gam ata you, gam amash hazeh, and and the nation, asher imach ki chavim mincha davli tuchal asal. You can't do this alone. If you want to take my eight, so you want to take my advice, hire a lot of judges, make a whole judicial system, and then you're going to have different tiers, and there's going to be some people that judge a thousand people, hundred people, fifty people, and he says the different types of. Uh, judges that you should look for, what the criteria are, are for judges, Anshe Chayel, Yerli Kim, Anshe Emes, Sine Batsa, etc. Vishavtu Asamachal Ace, they should judge the, the people all the time. And anything that's really impossible for them to know, if they're having a hard time figuring out the din, then they'll come to you. You'll be like the Supreme Court. Right, the Supreme Court, the Havdil, is when all the other, the, lower, the state courts and other courts, the lower Supreme Court, when, they, when they're not able to figure out what to do or you appeal their decision, it goes to the highest court of land. That's, that's the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. La Havdil, that's Meish Rabin. He's going to be on top. Anything that's not able to be decided in the lower courts by the lower judges, you'll be the, the grand judge and you will, uh, you will be able. But all the other... Smaller matters, you don't have to have that on your shoulder. There's no need for you to pask in every single Shiloh. For that, you'll have lower level, uh, a hierarchy of judges, and there'll be people that are, will do most of, the, uh, of the, the heavy lifting, and anything that needs to be brought to you will be brought to you. And he concludes and he says, If you do what I just told you to do, then, and Hashem commands it, meaning Hashem says, He approves of what I'm telling you, then, the gam kalam azal makaymai, yavai vishalim. And the whole nation will come in peace to their place. That's how the Psukim end. And Meish Rabbeinu, of course, listens to him, and, uh, and, he, and he actually sets up an entire judicial system as his father-in-law described. So let's see, this is actually something that I took from my own personal notes, and uh, it has a, it's very, it's built upon the gain, so uh, that's why we're going to learn it together tonight. It's not really, this is not a vart that's found in this week's passage from the gain, but it's very, uh, it's very built on, on his side elsewhere that the guy says, okay? So there's a Gemara in Brachas, on Samach Talad Amin Aleph. 
Hanifter mechaver, all the way at the end of Mesechus Brachas, it says that if you are nifter mechaveru, if you part from your friend, that means you have a friend and now you're, there's an airport scene, you're saying goodbye to him. Al yaymer leilech bishalim. Do not say to him, go bishalim, go in peace. El leilech lishalim. But rather the, the appropriate lashon is go to peace. Don't say go in peace, but rather say go towards peace. How do you know this? So the Gemara proves it from our Pasuk. Shara Yisrael Shamalai Lamesha, not our Pasuk, elsewhere. Shara Yisrael Shamalai Lamesha Lech Lishalaim. This is Mesh Rabbeinu when he was leaving Yisrael, when he was working in Midjan for Yisrael and he was living by Yisrael. And then he says to Yisrael, listen, I got to go to Eretz Yisrael, I got to go to Mitzrayim to lead my people. So he says to Mesh Rabbeinu, okay, Go in, go to peace. Allah bitzlich. Meish Rabbeinu was very matzlich. Meish Rabbeinu became the leader of Klai Yisrael, and he became and he took Klai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. So that's that was a successful formula of how to say goodbye to somebody. Lech lishalim. But David shalamer leilav shalom lech bishalim. David says to Avshalom lech bishalom. Go bishalom in peace. Halach v'nitla. What happened? He, he went and he got hanged. So, right, that's what happened uh, to Avshalom. We know he was riding on a horse and his long hair uh, made him get hanged on a, on, a, on a branch of a tree. So that, we see, is not the good way of saying goodbye to somebody. You don't say goodbye to somebody that's alive by saying lech bishalom, but rather you say lech, lech lishalom. And here's the guy in which we're learning about this evening, He gives us an understanding of why it is that there is such a big difference between saying to somebody, which is good, and which is bad. So he says like this, Shalom is something that's found in heaven. The real peace is found in heaven. We have peace down here, but it's not really doesn't really stick, it's not really legit. Like the peace that we have today, like you have a peace between, uh, you know, the Abraham Accords, the peace between Arabs, and it's, it's, is it really a peace? I mean, you know, it's, they both hate each other, but, you know, you're going to get along, at least as far as you're not going to fight and you're going to have some uh, financial business together, but it doesn't make, mean that they're mamish b'shalom, it just means that there are some agreements that have been, that have been uh, brought uh, to one another that they've signed, but it's not really a peace. But in Shemayim there is peace. You want to look for a real peace, you'll find it in heaven. Like we say, Isa Shalim Bimraimov, Akadish Barucho makes peace Bimraimov in his Marim and upstairs. That's where the real peace is. Ukisha Adam Chai, when a person is alive, Yesh Bekaychai Lalas Malamala. So a person has the ability to steig, to grow higher and higher towards heaven. When you say to goodbye to a person and you say, which is the good way of saying it, what you mean to say is, heaven is up there, go towards heaven. 
Meaning, we want you to continue to grow and to get closer to Hashem and, and, to, and to be inspired to, to, to strive and to climb higher. That's Lech Lishalom. Shalom is in heaven. Lech Lishalom. Yisrael is saying goodbye to Meish Rabbeinu. Lech Lishalom. Meaning, go towards peace, go towards heaven in a positive way. That means to continue to grow and to succeed. Avol but when a person dies and now he's found in heaven, nasa now he becomes somebody that's stationary. You can't move. You're not walking anywhere. You've already entered into peace. That's why when you say goodbye to somebody that dies, the Gemara there says you should say lech bishalim because. You're in heaven, you're Bishalom, you're already in the in heaven, and now we're wishing you that you should go even in heaven, you should be um you should be Lechlish or whatever degree that you're able to to climb there. you're really in Aymid, but you should be Bishalim, Lech Bishalim. So in heaven you should be in the state of peace. But where, where you're alive, we're saying, you're walking and you should go towards peace. In heaven, you can't walk, you can't go. So you're Bisham, you're sort of trapped in place. Rav Meisha says, Rav Meisha Feinstein says, that the reason why the tombstone, what do we call a tombstone? What's the Hebrew word for a tombstone, a gravestone? Matseva. What does the Lashon of Matseva mean? Anyone know what the root? Nitzav. What does Nitzav mean? To stand, right? You're standing. Because a dead person can't move. You can't, not only physically can't move, you really can't, you can't grow anymore. You can't uh, earn any more points in Shamayim. It sort of just all stops. So he says that when you go to a, a grave, when you go to a, somebody's kever, so you should take Musr from that, that he's Nitzav. This dead person who you're davening by, is standing still, he's stationary, he can't move. That every living person should place in their heart this strong musr that we can move. If we're able to, if we went to the cemetery to visit someone, that means that we can move. It means we could actually physically move, which is a, a tremendous bracha, but it means that we could still grow. We could do mitzvahs, we could learn tyro, we could do chesed, we could steig in so many ways. So, that's the takeaway. Matseva reminds us, well, he's stand, even if it's a big gadol, but he can't move, he's stuck. And we can move, so we have to be very grateful and we have to use our every second of life to its max. So that's how the Vilna Gain explains the difference between when you say goodbye to a live person, wish him lech lishom, go steig towards heaven because you can move. Once, you've, once a person's died, so then a person wishes him goodbye by saying, Lech Bishalom, now you're going into the matzah of Shalom, but you're going to not be able to, to move. V'yesh higher. So the question that I had on this is, Shemavur migmar Right? We see Yisrael is the source, the touchstone of saying, Lech Lishalom l'anashem to people that are alive. Umikal makayim, Look at the Pasuk on the top that I quote, that we just learned together. And this whole nation on their, to their, on their place, they should go in peace. 
Now, Yisro was one that, if, if you'd say, well, okay, maybe Yisro didn't know this Gemara and Brachas. He didn't know that you have to say, there's a difference between saying Lech Lisham and Lech Bisham, okay? But Yisro is the source of this whole din. Yisro obviously knew that you're supposed to say to somebody that's alive, Lech Lishalim. He's the one that teaches it to us. So now Yisro himself is, is contradicting himself. He's telling Klal Yisrael, Ve'ata Gam. The Gam Kolama Zeh Al Makayma Yavai Bishalim. Shouldn't you have said Yavai Lishalim? That was my question. Asher Mashmusa Lavai Leishi Shiyigul Hashemayim Makom Menuchasim Bishalim. That sounds like he's he's telling Klal Yisrael to die, right? That they should all go Bishalim. That's not nice. Or you should come to a place of Shalom. Why would he say that? Does anyone have any uh, any possible answers to this? Why why would he say that now? But here, uh, what does this have to do with death? He's giving him an Eitzah about how to set up judges. So why is he saying that now? If you do what I'm listening, if you, if you listen to what I'm saying, then the, you and the whole nation, Al-Makaymeh, on their place, Yahweh Bisham, they will come Bishalim? Doesn't make sense. Okay, so that's, that doesn't seem to be the appropriate word to use. He should have said, Leich, Yahweh Lishalim. Okay. So listen to what I wanted to say. V'yeshli Yashev, if you look in the Gemara in Sanhedrin on Dazayim and Aleph, this Pasuk of a Gam Kalamazal Makama Yavai Bishalam is brought on a member that people would say. There was like a saying, a quote that people would commonly say, and that is, to Azal mi Beidina, to Shakle Glime. That when you come out of Bestin and, and they take from you your coat, meaning they paskin against you. You were in a, in a financial dispute against uh, Shimon, and Shimon wins. Shimon, the, the judges rule that you owe Shimon a certain amount of money. And, you know, you don't have the money, fine, no problem. Give us your coat. So they take your beautiful new winter coat and they give it over to Shimon. So how would you feel walking out of a court without your moose knuckles uh, coat? And uh, whenever I pass by with my son, he's a bucky in moose knuckles. So wherever, you know, he says, you see that moose knuckles? That's a special edition. That's $1,850. Special edition moose knuckles. You can't even see the moose knuckles on it. That's how chashev it is. Anyway, so Baruch Hashem is getting a good chinuch. And um, so, so how would you feel if they took away your chashava moose knuckles coat in a courthouse? So the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that if you leave court and they chop your coat, lizamer zemer velezel you should sing a song. As you're walking on the road, you should be so happy. You should be singing and dancing. That's what the Gemara says. Why? So you look in Rashi, Mishen Natlay, I don't know, Mishen Natlay, you should sing and go on your way, 
Why? Because they paskin a good din, a truthful din. They're not taking your coat away from you. That's not your coat. You should be happy when they took away your coat because that coat was not your coat. That coat was really Shimon's coat. Shimon was owed $1,850. They took your coat away. You would have died and you would have been chayev in heaven for stealing Shimon's coat. And for all eternity, you would have, uh, you'd have to do something to get that coat back to him. So now when you, and you got lucky. In this world, they chapped you. They figured out that you actually owed money to Shimon. They took your coat away. They gave it to Shimon. Now you're perfect. Now you're going to go up to Shamayim, Achimei Vesem Shana. You're not going to have that on your head. You're not going to have that on your head. There's a story about Reb Chaim Velazhener that he was one, there was a Talmud in the yeshiva that died in his great yeshiva Velazhen, the revolutionary prototypical yeshiva that, you know, so many yeshivas that followed modeled themselves on. And Reb Chaim Velazhener uh, came back from the Beisailam and he was walking the halls in the yeshiva late one that night, or maybe the next night. And guess who, who's walking down the hall towards him? That bacher that they just buried. And he was very taken aback, to put it mildly. And he says, Chaim, what are you doing here? I mean, whatever. Yossi, what, what are you doing here? So he says, Rabbi, I have a big problem. He says a whole story how he was with a... Uh, he was walking on, on the road and he had to stop by an inn and he borrowed uh, money from the innkeeper, like a few dollars or a few, whatever, the, the ruble, you know, something very small, like mamish, like Kesel Katan, like a small amount of money. And he never paid the innkeeper and they're, they're raking him over the coals in Shamayim because he has to give back that, you know, dollar, two dollars to the innkeeper and he doesn't know how he's going to get back down. You know, sometimes you have to come back as a Gilgal just to come, you know, just to get the money back somehow. And it's a frightening thought. I always tell my kids and I always tell myself, like, you know, like, you know, sometimes you're, you're tempted to, you know, well, I don't know whose pen this is, I'll just take it. You know, like, it seems like it's after. I said, you want to come back as a ballpoint pen? Is that, you know, you're going to come back from Shemaim as a, you know, as a pen or as a this or as a, as a horse? You know, it's not worth it. Don't, don't steal. It's not worth it. You will come back. Everything has to be proper. If, you're, if you owe money to somebody, you have to make sure to repay it. You know, sometimes as children, as young, young people, we do, you know, when we do things, right? Kids will be kids, and sometimes we go into, you know, a store, and like when no one's looking and we're thirsty, we'll take a thing, a Snapple, and, you know, well, we pay for the pizza, but the Snapple will take, oh, I forgot, and, you know, and then... You have to, if you have to rethink about that and try to call the store or, like, or go, go to the store, give the guy whatever it is, and, and, and just clean the slate. Because you could do tshuva all you want to Hashem, but like you still owe the guy money, and you're going to have to come back for that. So you should be so happy, the Gemara says, when, when the, the court paskins against you, because that's din taira, that's really what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. They're paskins based on, on Shulchan Aruch. And so you owe that money. You owe, and, and if you wouldn't have gone to court, you wouldn't have lost. So then you'd go, you, yeah, you'd have the, the moose knuckles coat on, but, you know, you die, and now you have to come back and make restitution. So Reb Chaim, just to finish that story, Reb Chaim Lajner, he, he sent a bacher to that inn. He paid off that, the few dollars that he borrowed, 
And then I think the Bachar came back to him and says, thank you, everything is, clear, is clean now. He's able to go up to Shemayim. So this is Hare de Pasuk Didan, Shimesh Makar Lesimcha Adam Achrei Dinai. So, and we bring this Pasuk, this Pasuk, V'gam Kala Amazal Makam Yavah B'Shalem, is brought as the Makar of that Gemara that you should be happy after your din. Shem B'yada Gezel. Now Baruch Hashem, I was cleansed from any Gezel that I had on my account. The Iker Simchasay Bazel Achim. He says, when is this happiness? When's the main happiness that really kicks in when you lose the case? Not in this world. Here you have like a tinge of anger and, and you're upset and you're missing your coat. It's cold. The real happiness is going to be after you die. When you come to your place in a state of peace, in, in the world of peace. When you have no geneva on your cheshpen, when it says, we're going to learn Lain in a couple of weeks, these are the mishpatim, these are the dinim, the halachas that you're going to put in front of Klai Yisrael. So if you look in the Zayar, he says, this is the, Elam mishpatim means, this is the order of Gilgulim. This is what will happen with a Gilgal, dinin din nishmasin didanu, called tasim lufneim, chad v'chad l'kabal unsheh. If you don't take care of the mishpat in this world, then as a Gilgal, you're going to come back to get your Einish. This is what the, the Zayar says. If you die still holding on to Geneva, you're going to have to come back again and again and again as a Gilgal until you clear the slate. And this is what Yisrael gave an Eitzah to Meish Rabbeinu. Shem If you listen to me, and the judges that you appoint are good, fine judges that are that are proficient in judging and judging fairly, and emes din Then, if you listen to me, Bishalim. They're going to come, Bishalim, they're going to come in peace. In the future world, you won't have to come back to this world. You won't have to come to this world as a Gilgal. So it was baked into the words of Yisrael that he was very careful with what he said. Yisrael was a, an expert in knowing the difference between Lishalim and Bishalim. He he's, he's a rabbi in this parasha of Lishalim. He knew what he was saying. He wasn't saying go to peace in this world. He's saying go lishalom. If you do what I'm saying, then al When you get to your place in Eilam Haba, lech Then you will be in a state of peace. You won't have to come back to this world as a as a Gilgal. And that that I think is definitely the pshat in this pasuk based on the gain which who tells us who teaches us the difference between lech lishalom. And Lech Bishalim. So when a person says goodbye to somebody in this world, in, in this lifetime, when you're when you're both alive, you say to the person, Lech Lishalim, go in go towards peace, meaning go towards heaven, Steig, go and build yourself, make yourself great in this world, get yourself closer to the Rabbanishlam day by day. When a person says goodbye to a mace, 
he's going to a state of Bishalom because in Shamayim you can't move, you're stuck in the state of Shalom. But this is a very important Yisai, like we like we're speaking about. This is something that you have to really uh, think about. We all have to because, you know, it's... Uh, it's very serious, like these, these dinim of Cheshem uh, Mishpat, that we, when we owe people money, um, we have to be very, very careful. I had a rabbi who said that whenever you lend money to somebody, or whenever you borrow money from somebody, you should always write a shtar. It's halacha. You should always write an IOU. Now, it seems funny sometimes, because, you know, I'm, I'm lending you a dollar. You want to go and buy a bag of potato chips upstairs? Do you, rabbi, do you have a dollar... I give you a dollar. I don't really want to write a sh- an IOU. It's a dollar, right? You're going to say, well, how cheap is that? Like, uh, you know, he cares about a dollar so much. But a dollar in this world is nothing. But a dollar in the next world is something that's a lot of money. Not because it's a lot of money. You can't do anything with a dollar in the next world. But it means that you owe somebody money. You owe somebody money. If you have a star an IOU that you sign, I owe you a dollar. Now, first of all, you know, you'll remember that you wrote an IOU. It's going to stay in your mind that you owe somebody money. And I'll have in my wallet the IOU that, I, that, that you gave me, and I'll come back to you and I'll say, by the way, you know, here's your IOU. Do you have the dollar? It'll remind me that you owe me the money, and I'll be doing you a chesed if I come to you with, a, you know, with the IOU because that way you'll be able to repay me. And, you know, this is something that we're, we're not always so careful with money matters. And we make up halachas and we say, yeah, it's not such a big deal. And, you know, we borrow people's svarim and we don't give them back. And we don't, uh, you know, I, whatever. I, I've, I've lost a lot of svarim by lending them to people and then they never return them to me. Not so many people, but, you know, because after a while I started getting smart. But... You know, but people very often they borrow svarim and then they don't return. And I can't remember anymore. You know who who you know who I lent it to. My father, Elvishalom, has a had a very uh, big like Judaica collection, and uh, and he lent somebody a shayfer like a shayfer. This is a shayfer that was from Germany. In, I think it was this from the 1700s, maybe the 1800s, it had, I remember as a kid, it had like beautiful etchings in the Schaefer. It had writing on it, uh, Takaba Schaefer Gadol with pictures. It was a very chash of a Schaefer, probably worth a few thousand dollars. Somebody wanted to go, you know, blow Schaefer in the hospitals or something, and, uh, and they borrowed it, and they never returned it. And my father, like over time, just couldn't, it's not, it wasn't like my father to forget, but he couldn't remember who he lent the shayfer to, and it's gone. It's just, you know, it's, it's just gone. So, you know, you have to, people aren't careful. They just, like, they just, either they're absent-minded or they don't realize it, or maybe, you know, chas v'sham, they, they want to keep it, they have a hour to keep it, but it's very important in life to make sure that we take care of all these things now. It's something that, you know, when people come to me a lot, you know, that they, when they were, like, think, stories like I told you, I don't want to get into specific details because I don't want people that confided in me to tell, but there's people that, you know, you know, they were working somewhere and they, they you know, they stole petty cash or they stole this or they stole that. And, you know, there's, there's things that we do and we were young and we didn't realize, we didn't know right from wrong. And so we, um, you know, we, we took money from people, we took goods from people. 
And now as we think back, we're saying like, wow, I, I owe that person money. I owe that yeshiva money or whatever it is, that restaurant money. And, um, you know, sometimes people, you know, they, like, let's say you got a bill in a restaurant and they, you know, you look through the bill, oh, they forgot to put the soda on it, ordered a soda and they, they forgot that. So do you, do you tell the waiter that you forgot to put the soda on? You just like say, all right, you know, finders, keepers, losers, weepers or something like that. You know, you have to tell the guy that, you know, you missed the soda. Obviously, if you didn't catch it, you didn't look through the bill, it's not your fault. I mean, you know, and that's, it's their pshia, but, but it's their fault. But if, if you see it, you have to report it. If you, if you know that you owe somebody money, you have to be honest. First of all, it's a very big Kiddush Hashem, but more than that, it's something that, uh, you know, that you have to, uh, it's, it's Kedai to make, uh, to make restitution in this world, because at least in this world, you take, it might be hard to part with the money, you know, we all need the money, and we don't, money is, is, is scarce, but it's much better to, to man up and to give it, you know, to give the money, or at least go to him and say, I owe you the money, but I can't afford it, will you be Michael me? Something like that, but you have to at least get a mechila. Because if you don't, then, you know, and this is Nagea, sometimes we take from our parents, we take from siblings, and they don't know about it, you know, your, your parents, uh, your mother's pocketbook, your her purse was out, and, you know, you just take, take $20 here and there. So if she knows about it or she, she wants you to take it, that's one thing. But some, if, it's, if she doesn't know about it and you're just taking stuff from her or from your father or from your grandfather, whatever, that's, that's stealing. You know, it might be family, but you still have to make sure that the person knows about it and the person, is it easy to do? No, it's not easy. It's very hard to do. It's hard to admit that you took something, and it's hard to, to find the money to pay it off, but it's much better to pay it off in this world than pay it off in this world. That's what the Gemara in Sanhedrin is saying, that you should you should be happy. You should be singing and dancing, making a big kiddush if you lost the Dindaira, because that means that you were spared so much agmas nefesh in the next world because of that. So sometimes it's worth, you know, especially as we're going into these parshias of... Um, of Mishpatim and all, and, and Yisrael Mishpatim, all these parishes that are beginning to tell us the dinam of uh, Ben Adon L'chavera in terms of Chesha Mishpat, in terms of Mammonis, it's, you have to be very, very careful. And you have, if you don't know the halachas, you have to go and ask a Rav, ask a, yeah, ask a Shaila. And, and, and I remember when I first came to Eretz Yisrael, so it was like to, to, to learn in Yeshiva. So I went, I, I had a very close friend I just met, he's a guy from England, but we had a, uh, a difference of, of, like, I wasn't sure whether, um, I think, I don't know, he, I think he, he, lent, he borrowed money from me, and he thought he repaid it. I didn't remember. It wasn't a machleg, because I just like, I don't know, did you repay me or not? I don't, you know, I don't remember. And so we went to Rav Neivert. Rav Neivert is the, the author of Shmir Shabbos Kol Chasa. We went, and we didn't go to him as bitter enemies. It wasn't a feud. It was just we wanted to know Alibadam. It's like, what do you do? And he said that he made a pshara, which is very often what Dayanam do. They'll compromise if it was $20 or 20 shekel, so give him 10 shekel. But at least, like, we had a resolution. That way, we, we could feel good about it. So we walk away happy. We're both, first of all, it strengthens the friendship. Now you, 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 know, you, got, you, you, know, you got that out of the way. Now you could just go back and be normal friends. It doesn't have to be an issue. But more importantly, now you know that when you go up to Shemayim, you, you can say, listen, we had, we had a dispute. We went to a dying, we went to a neighbor, we went to the Shemir Shabbos Gol Chasla, and he, uh, he passed in this way, and that's it. It's a Din Taira. 
That's what Yisrael was advising. You had to get a lot of dayanim, and they have to be able to adjudicate these types of halachas. But this is something that's very, very important. Don't sweep these things under the rug. Don't say, I don't want to do it. It's not worth it. It is worth it. It's worth it. We don't know, the problem is we don't always remember everything that we owe and all the, the dollars that we borrowed and the quarters that we lent. And it, it, you know, it gets confusing. But at least from tonight on, whenever we are lending money, whenever we're borrowing money, we have to make a note of it. We have to you know, go and, and make sure to repay it or to get paid back because you're not doing anyone a favor you know, by not insisting to get the money back because it's not going to be good for him. It's not going to be good for you because you're owed the money. You're going to feel bad. And, and these are things that even though it seems uncomfortable in the short term, but in the long term you look back and you say, Baruch Hashem, that I took care of it. I took care of it and, you know, and now I don't, have to, I don't have to think about it anymore. It's done and now I go up to Shemayim and hopefully I'll have a, a clean slate. But these are things that should, you know, the, just the notion of a Gilgal, notion that I might have to come back because, you know, I, I took a safer from yeshiva and I never returned it, or I, uh, you know, it's, it's scary. You have to go through your store and make sure that everything is really yours. It's not your friends, it's not yeshiva, so you didn't borrow it from anyone. And if you borrowed it and you took it home from Eretz Yisrael, you have to send it back to Eretz Yisrael. You took, if you borrowed it, you know, from a, you took a sitter out of a shul somewhere, you got to make sure to get that sitter back to the shul. You don't want that in your possession because it's going to haunt you. You have to, you have to somehow figure out ways to get it back after you die, but you're a Nitzah by then. So what are you going to do? So this is something that, don't get scared. It's a good thing what we're, we're learning tonight because this is, it might be scary short term, but it's a wonderful lesson that we're learning to die the whole year just for this lad. To remind ourselves this, this importance of being meticulous with mominess, with with mom and hectish with, with your friend's money, with, you know, with borrowing and with uh, loaning, all these things are, there's so many halachas about it, but just remember this, that you have to make sure to, if you're going to borrow, you have to repay it. And if you, and if you, uh, and if you take something, you have to make sure to return it. Because if you don't, then it's, then it's going to be very, very difficult um, in the coming world. And if you do, then Alma Kaimai Yavai Bishon.